now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew for Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Uh, basking in the afterglow of sun and fun in Lakeland, Florida. What an event it was. A uh, huge success as far as I'm concerned. Uh, even got coverage on the mainstream media. We'll get to, we'll get to that in just a bit. Uh, however, uh, coming up, we uh, have some, I don't know, uh, left uh, not leftovers but extras extras from sun and fun that we're going to share with you we actually caught up with a blue angel who had flew to sun and fun uh to perform with the rest of the crew uh out of she was actually flying in fat albert hey hey, hey. and uh we were interviewing her right there in front of the airplane you may have seen the pictures up there just plain radio.com on the uh, facebook page or uh all over the internet and interwebs but it was a great time, wasn't it, Dennis? Oh, it was fantastic. I mean, I, we couldn't have had better weather. We couldn't have had better aircraft, better company. I mean, better accommodations. Just, well, had, you know, we did okay. <laughs> we had the Just Plane Radio uh, mobile home, which is basically Dennis's motor coach. But uh, but it was awesome because we had air conditioning, and it was it was pretty warm last week. I gotta say. Oh, you know? It was definitely a little bit sweaty out there, and it was nice being able to come back and crank the AC up and, and sit back and grab a cold beverage and just let the feet rest a little bit after all that walking we did. So true. Yeah, you got to cover a lot of real estate for an event like that. Uh, wasn't a problem spacing out for social distancing and all that kind of stuff, uh, but uh, it got fairly warm in the afternoon. Cooled off in the evening, so it was perfect for camping and that kind of thing, but you had to get through those afternoon hours in the high 80s several days during the week and uh, it was a bit toasty and if you were stuck there all day and didn't have uh, the reprieve of a motor coach with air conditioning like dennis and i um you, you, you might have you might have found it a little bit rough because the local waterways were filled with gators so uh swimming was not advised or probably even allowed but uh but we managed fine and you know we we got our fill of i don't know frappuccinos ice cream fried oreos fried brownies they had all all the fair food that you could load up and uh load up on in uh sun and fun in lakeland and then all your aviation friends it was great the coconut flyers we uh went by there uh made a little donation got our i I think i had a peach or apricot flavored beer that they had on tap it was tasty indeed and it helped me cool off in the afternoon too actually so that was one way you could uh, deal with the weather, right? Oh, certainly. Now, uh, we have an interview with, like I said, uh, her name is Monica. She's a Blue Angel. That's coming up. You're going to hear that in just a bit. Also, uh, a Just Plain Radio listener uh, had us over to their campsite. We're going to check in with him a little bit later on as well. So uh, a lot to do. Kind of like I said, it's like more sun and fun coverage, uh, you know, extras, so to speak, on today's show but we got to talk about the publicity that sun and fun uh brought to the aviation community and in mostly a positive way 
And I, I even even the mainstream media kind of spun it better than I thought they could have, because you you probably saw the video uh, Monday, and I, I assume this happened Sunday afternoon off the uh, coast of uh, Cocoa Beach, right here in Florida, where where I'm well, where Dennis and I are located. I'm in Orlando. He's down in Fort Myers, and I saw this uh, video footage of the warbird landing just off the beach in Coco. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, what's going on? And then I watched the video, and, you know, luckily nobody was hurt, but he had to ditch the plane because I guess he had a, I don't know, do you you know any details? Did he lose engine power, I assume, or what? I I would assume so, Um, but we haven't really heard or seen any any real follow-up articles. I mean, there's been tons of videos uh, of the impressive ditching that that he did. Right, it was uh, textbook. For sure. Getting out of the airplane and saving his headset, you know, because those aren't cheap. <laughs> right. Well, he was literally, I, I don't even know if he's in waist-deep water. Uh, it was pretty shallow, it looked like, where he uh, he ditched. I mean, there were, you know, people right there on the beach. And like I said, the, the good thing is, is obviously there was nobody uh, in the way. And it obviously freaked out all the beachgoers. It was a pretty busy day, as you can imagine, on well, any which was typical most Florida likely beach. why he chose the water rather than putting it down on the sand, because right. the beaches were packed, but the surf wasn't, and so mm-hmm. putting it in that shallow water was probably the safest place. Because hey, you know the the airplane belongs to the insurance company at that point. Yeah, you know, all you need to do is save yourself and not hurt anybody else. So true. And, uh, I mean, I'm not an expert, but when you watch that video, I can't imagine anything being more textbook water landing than that. I mean, it looked like he had slowed that down to his, uh, you know, just laid it down perfect in the surf there. Cause it really just kind of plopped right down into the water. It looked pretty, pretty smooth from the video. Now I don't think I would want to be in the airplane <laughs> and, uh, uh, I'm guessing, you know, he might've had, to. You know, replace his flight suit, just guessing, uh, um, even though he, he it probably, probably got he, rinsed out when yeah, he stepped out. Yeah, and, and, and probably not just by salt water, but yeah. I'm just saying. Um, but it was good, wasn't it? It was a good oh, landing, wouldn't you agree? It, he walked away from it. It's a perfect landing, right? Yeah. It, it, and, you know, if you noticed, he had the, the uh, wheels were up, too. So I, I'm sure he had planned this all along. I'm going to belly it in. If I don't have the gear down, there's less to hit the water and pot- potentially flip this thing. Right. And just, it was all well thought out and landed with the wind and the whole bit. So right. very, very well done. Well, and, and like I said, the the coverage on the mainstream media, when I heard about this, I was like, uh-oh, this isn't going to be good. But honestly, the coverage I saw, they were pretty, uh, pretty forgiving because they were like, okay, they had an emergency. He landed in the water. Nobody was hurt. And look what he did. He he pulled it off perfectly. He he performed a Sully kind of thing on a, per, a personal level, you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, you don't want to see any of that happen. But if it's going to happen, that's the way you want it to end up. And the funny thing is we were starting to get, uh, you know, the videos were being sent to us within minutes of it happening, I swear. Right. Uh, you know, that's how fast the social media is getting around right now. And then, of course, you know, the, the snarky comments about saving the headset and whatnot showed up, you know, mere minutes later after the guy got out safe and sound, you know. Yeah. Well, that was the aviation community chiming in. But the uh, mainstream media coverage, I, you know, overall, I think was pretty, pretty positive when it could have been really bad. <laughs> so they, you know, I was kind of, uh, I don't know. I was happy to see that in that sense. 
So, you know, that wasn't really what we wanted to see as far as uh, coverage from the event after. But, you know, it was at the end. So it was all good. And everybody that went to it on site. Now, you, uh, I actually blew out of there on Thursday. You stayed through the weekend or almost through the weekend, right? Did you see you weren't there for Saturday or were you? I left uh, late the day on Saturday, so I got to okay. see the uh, the afternoon air show with the Blue Angels flying again on Saturday, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I had to stick around and see a little bit more of the Jets. Well, of course, but as far as the crowds, did it pick up during the week? I mean, or what What do you think? What were your It most certainly did. By, by Saturday afternoon, we were out on the flight line to watch the air show, and it was the, you know, as, as busy as I've ever seen it out there. Yeah. So... I was more than happy to leave and get away from that. But well, from what I'm I heard, sure. the, the yeah. crowds definitely thinned out for Sunday. But it was just, uh, yeah, I, it was nice to see the turnout. I'm glad to see that aviation's back, uh, you know. And really, I saw that they carried off an air show in a global pandemic and did it with, a, I think, a reasonable level of safety. Right. You know? Yeah, there, there was a little bit of culture shock for people that were in from out of town. Some of the exhibitors were a little, I don't know, antsy. We talked about that a little bit last week. But overall, I mean, I thought it was handled very, very well. Once again, there's tons of space there for them to people to, you know, keep away from each other to a certain extent, even in the campground. You know, it's kind of like your level of comfort that you're, you feel good about. You can hang with your friends and, and people you trust and stuff like that and still see uh, some really, really cool stuff. So, huge success, Sun and Fun, SNF.org. Check it out. And we got the Blue Angel interview next. That's coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. 
go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can never be with someone who likes Joni Mitchell. It's clouds illusions, I recall. I really don't know clouds at all. What does that mean? Is she a pilot? Is she taking flying lessons? It must be a metaphor for something, but I don't know what it is. to Just Plane Radio, Gregor Copilot, Captain Dennis. We're here at Sun and Fun, extended coverage, and we're hanging with a Blue Angel. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Monica, is that right? Yes, sir. Lieutenant Monica Borza. I'm the flight surgeon for the United States Navy Blue Angels. That is so awesome. This is your first air show with the Blue Angels, is that right? Yes, sir. I am new to the team, and this is my first air show, one of many, hopefully, uh, with the team, so I'm very honored and excited to be here. So are you the one, like, uh, at the controls running everything, or just bossing everyone else around on the plane? So the flight surgeon on the team, not only am I the physician for everyone in this organization, but I actually am also the lead primary safety observer during the demonstration. So I am constantly on comms with the pilots um, and constant communications with the jets in order to let them know if something is misaligned or not functioning correctly in order for us to perform the safest demo as possible. You're not talking about the the pilots. You're talking about the airplane. Is that right? (laughs) I know that's a dumb question, but that's what I do here. I do both here. Okay, a little bit of both. Gotcha. All right, what do you think about this, Dennis? I think it's great. I mean, obviously the air crew need to be in good health and and having their own dedicated flight surgeon for the team that they can go to for immediate questions or concerns and somebody that's out, you know, looking out for their health. This is fantastic. And he has a daughter who's in uh, flight training right now. And obviously, uh, you know, you being a Blue Angel, do you feel a responsibility to be someone for the kids to look up to like this and and follow your flight path? I would be honored if um, people who are interested in a career in medicine or in naval aviation or even just serving the military would look up to me and I hope I do influence others that way. It is an extremely rewarding profession. I'm just extremely honored to be What set you on this path, Monica? So I actually grew up in a military town, uh, so I was constantly surrounded by Navy personnel. My father is a former uh, Naval flight officer, so I was very comfortable amongst military members, but I also have a passion for medicine and I grew up actually volunteering at local children's hospitals. And when I heard that you can be a doctor in the military, I realized that was my dream job. And this is where I am today. Did you think that you would be at an air show like at Sun and Fun when you started on that uh, path? Did you think you'd be doing this Blue Angel thing? (laughs) Honestly, no. (laughs) I did not think I would ever be wearing a blue suit as a doc. Um, But I am extremely honored to be here. This is a great opportunity to represent my fellow military physicians and the fleet uh, that is out there every day on the front line. Do you get to fly in this one? This is Fat Albert, right? 
that we're standing in front of, Dennis? <laughs> yes, it is. It's so they fly you around in this, and then the fighter jets follow or vice versa type of deal? Yes, sir. Being a flight surgeon in the Navy, you also go through aviation school training, and you also go through aeromedical space training. So you do get a little bit of ground school. So you are on a flight orders, and you do get to fly with your aviators. And the most important question I have to ask you is, are you excited about the new Top Gun movie coming out this year? Beyond excited. <laughs> That's why I just figured it's in the DNA, right? Yeah. You have to say that, I'm sure. Well, thank you so much for coming to Sun and Fun and sharing your uh, thoughts and, and giving uh, the kids someone to look up to, other than us uh, idiots. No, I mean, they, they're like real pilots, right, Dennis? Right. They, they, uh, they're flying the heavy stuff that we can only dream of. There you go. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Enjoy the show. Yes. Uh, well, we did. And we had a great time. It was really nice to uh, catch up with Monica a little bit. She, uh, you know, is a role model. I think for sure. There's no question about it. Once again, there's pictures up at JustPlainRadio.com of us standing in front of Fat Albert, the airplane, by the way. <laughs> just just to be clear, you know, uh, it, it, that was an impressive piece of machinery. Was it, was it not, Dennis? What do you think? It is. I mean, considering that they wore out the previous Fat Albert and it sat out a couple of years of their tour and they finally got a brand new airplane now for their fleet and yeah. the thing looks absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely. So uh, everybody enjoying the sights, sights and sounds of sun and fun, including uh, our special guest that we have on Just Plain Radio today. Tom is his name. He's listened to the show more times than most people are willing to admit, and he's on Just Plain Radio with us uh, right now. Tom, welcome. How are you, buddy? What's going on? Doing terrific. Doing terrific. Hey, first off, thanks for having Dennis and myself over to your campsite one evening. He fixes a mean margarita. I got to tell you, there's no question about that. I think I might still be feeling the effects, Tom. It was that good. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. We, it was a pleasure having you and Dennis over there. Yes. Yeah, we weren't flying, so we were labeled, uh, you know, indulge a little bit in the evening there at uh, Sun and Fun. But yeah, Tom, uh, you know, you, you've been working with uh, Velocity Aircraft. We're going to talk about that in ju- just a bit. But just to back up a little bit, you were a little closer to this incident in Cocoa Beach with that, uh, well, what, what type of aircraft? It was an Avenger? Is that what it was? It was an Avenger. Yeah. An Avenger. Uh, the wife and I, we were at Sun and Fun the whole week, and we left Saturday morning. Reasonably early, because uh, the wife had to fly. She's a flight attendant. She had to fly to Friendly Skies on Sunday, so she had to get to bed early. Yeah. So we got back here around uh, 11 o'clock or so, you know, fighting traffic on I-4 and, you know, stuff like that past mm-hmm. Disney World. So we got home and cleaned the, cleaned the RV, getting it ready for our next adventure. And, uh, and while I'm watching the air show, which is taking place over in Cocoa Beach, right right over. And I live in Maradona, so it's right right behind us, right on the river. Right. So I'm watching the uh, the Thunderbirds flying over, some A-10s, and I saw the Avenger flying over, the same airplane that, that had a little incident afterwards. But hmm. uh, I, I said to my wife, I says, how look, there's an Avenger. And she looks up, you mean, you mean like Tony Stark or right. Iron Man or Thor? Oh. I said, no, 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 the Avenger, <laughs> like the airplane. She goes, oh, mm-hmm. and, then she could, and then she went back to cleaning the RV. Yeah. And then, and then you saw the video like everyone else, like, hey, wait a minute. I might have seen something right before uh, a little uh, incident happened. But, uh, but it was all good. It ended well. Uh, so that, that's, uh, that's a great thing. And you would agree that was a picture-perfect landing for that guy, wouldn't you oh, say? It was absolutely, absolutely perfect. And yeah. matter of fact, it's over at Patrick Air Force Base right now. They had uh, towboat U.S. came over there, and they tried to float it with some – they got some divers in there and tried to float it, and they weren't on 
not very successful. And uh, they got some cranes over there and they got the airplane out. Actually, more damage occurred being in the surf with the sand getting inside the airplane and bouncing around off the, the sandbar, I think. Mm. But I think that airplane, I'll bet you by next year's this time, those guys are so good and so uh, so into the warbirds. I'll bet that airplane will be fine by next year's this time. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, they're, they're, it's pretty uh, incredible what they're able to do. Uh, but I wonder how long it'll take that guy to get back in the uh, cockpit. He, he ought to be so proud of himself, though. I mean, I, th- that would be the dilemma. You know, when you go through an incident like that, I mean, you're a flight instructor. Uh, have you ever had anything like that where you lost power and you had to ditch an aircraft? I'm guessing no, because it's fairly rare. But ha- has it ever happened yeah, to you? Pretty, luckily, I've never had to uh, ditch an aircraft. I've shut down an engine before on, on one of my airplanes or a couple of times, but never had to ditch one. Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. I mean, that's what we all, you know, we plan for those emergencies. So, I mean, it would scare the bejesus out of you once you did it, I would imagine. But if you did it and you did it textbook like that, I would think you'd be uh, very, very proud of yourself and anxious to get back in the uh, plane. But I don't know. I'll have to track that guy down. And give him another pat on the back if he if he hadn't had enough already. All right, more coming up with our Just Plain Radio guest next. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Hi, I'm Michael Goulian, aerobatic champion and air show performer. You might have seen me in the Red Bull Air Race or in air shows around the country. You're listening to Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Now, here's my close personal friend, Greg, your co pilot. All right, that was 20 bucks, right? Like 25 bucks. It's time to fly. It's time to fly. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That is me, along with Captain Dennis. 25 bucks. Man. Hey, they're, uh, I don't know if it's inflation or what, but I used to not have to pay the uh, acrobatic pilots that much to say something nice about me. But so be it. It is what it is. And I was using uh, Captain Key's credit card, so it didn't really matter. But, uh, yeah, good times. Sun and fun. Uh, Dennis was there in his motor home. We were hanging with, uh, 
I don't know, Captain Tom, I guess that's you're, you're a captain, right? You're a flight instructor and I don't know, test pilot too for velocity aircraft. Is that right? Is that what you consider yourself, Tom, or what? I consider myself a little bit of velocity, a test pilot, a flight instructor, transition pilot, a little bit yeah. of everything. Okay. All right. Mean margarita maker. Uh, yeah, add yeah. that to the list as well. But, uh, but velocity aircraft was a, well, it was an aircraft I wasn't really familiar with. Until we went to Sun and Fun this time, and, and Tom uh, tracked us down, or I should say he was talking to Dennis, and, and Dennis uh, coordinated a meeting, and we went around, and we saw their display, and uh, we're checking out these aircraft, and uh, they got the front rudder, what do you call that thing, the canard, right? The canard. That, yeah, canard-type aircraft, experimental aircraft, but, you know, they're kit-built kit air, uh, airplanes, kit-built airplanes, and I thought that... Uh, after, you know, I'm talking to these uh, folks there at uh, Velocity, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I may have found another aircraft for me to, uh, you know, putz around the Caribbean and stuff and do some diving and stuff like that. And, and that's what you do. Is that right, Tom? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a great airplane. I had the XL version of it. It's a little bit bigger than your standard edition. I can put my, my wife in there or a couple of dive buddies, load up the gear in the back of the airplane and and make it from uh, Merritt Island, Florida, uh, headed over to Bahamas, and got you could be there at two hundred miles an hour, dive for the day, and, and be home that night. Yeah, yeah, we got to be careful. Uh, how he said that, Dennis? He goes, "I can put my wife in there or two dive buddies." Oof, that is a tough decision. Yeah, we better not let her hear him say <laughs> exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, well, my, my wife is my dive buddy. Also. Okay, well, there you go. Good save, Tom. Good save. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah it's a, a very ample aircraft and it's very fast and efficient these velocity aircraft with this canard is that right oh that's correct i mean we could, it's a 200 an honest 200 mile an hour airplane wow you can lean it back and get you know 12 gallons an hour and very efficient or you lean it back a little uh, throttle back a little bit go back to about 170 miles an hour and only burn 10 gallons an hour hmm well godly and you know that dennis uh, back me up here. This sounds like just a little bit bigger aircraft than you have. Um, it can carry a little bit more, a little bit faster. Really, percentage-wise, it's about the same kind of fuel burn, isn't it, for how far you get out of it, you think, almost? I, they're almost identical, both in capacity, range, fuel burn. Uh, I think the Moonies maybe just a little bit less because we can do 155 knots or around 175 miles an hour yeah. on nine gallons. Okay. So, so they can get you there faster. Uh, and it's it's all about this canard, which makes it look a little strange. I got to say, it doesn't look like your traditional aircraft that I'm used to seeing. But uh, once you get over that initial hump, uh, and then you realize how efficient it is, and and the fact that this particular design, Tom, they you know, explain this to me. You can hardly it's it's almost impossible to stall this thing or put it into a spin because of that design too. Is that right? Well, getting back to efficiency. Think about the analogy like a two-wheel drive car or a four-wheel drive car. Mm-hmm. Your two-wheel drive car would be your conventional, you know, conventional-looking airplane like a Cirrus or a Cessna or a Piper like that. Right. You had the main wing generating lift, but on the back of the airplane, you have your elevator actually holding the airplane down. So you only really had two wing, one set of wings generating lift. Okay. Or a canard, you have all four wings generating lift, like a four-wheel drive compared to two-wheel drive. Hmm. So it's more efficient. You have twice the amount of lifting power 
for burning the same amount of fuel. So instead of using one side of the elevator just to keep the airplane from nosing over, you have four wings generating lift as opposed to two wings. Okay. Oh, and then also the, uh, well, the propellers on the back of this thing. So it's like, on the back of it. Yeah. So it, it's, it's very efficient. And you were talking a minute ago about the airplane cannot stall. Mm-hmm. Your, your canard is actually has a higher angle of attack. So your, your leading edge or your canard will stall first before your main wing. So you can pull the stick all the way back and the airplane will just, it causes pitch pull. It'll go up and down, up and down, but it won't stall. Hmm. As a matter of fact, the airplane is so efficient. If you have power on you, know, you could throttle up the engine on it and actually climb in a stall. The airplane will be stalling. It'll still continue to climb. You can go around the pattern, you know, third degree bank, stall in the airplane, and it'll still complete the pattern without any danger to you or the airplane. Well, I like the sound of that. I need as much uh, forgiveness as possible in any airplane I fly. So I can I, I, you're getting me sold on these things. I, you know, uh, and, and once again, the engine's in the back, and it's just this uh, particular type design. So it does look a little strange. Like I said, you kind of get a have to get over that uh, initially. Do you get weird looks when people uh, fi- see your airplane, or is it pretty much they're used to it now? What do you think? Well, you get used to it, but whenever you, you fly in anywhere for a 100-hour hamburger or any flight anywhere, you always have people coming out on the ramp. I mean, mm-hmm. you've don't expect to do get in there and get right back out. You're always going to have 10 people coming over asking about the questions right. or they want to stick their head in the cockpit or they want to take pictures. And anytime you ever fly anywhere, people are always coming up to the airplane and asking you questions about it. It's, it's a very unique airplane. To, sure. It's a lot of fun. Well, I, I can imagine. And, you know, the view, and I asked this question uh, to Tom and the crew there at Velocity on site at, at Sun and Fun that, you know, being that the engine is in back, does that kind of cut down on engine noise in the cockpit and make it a more pleasant, you know, almost like a sailing type of uh, experience? I mean, it doesn't cut it down totally, but it does uh, take down the engine noise quite a bit because it's behind you. Is that right? That's correct. With the engine behind you, you're you're ahead of the engine, so you're not making you're not having the sound pass over the fuselage. It's already behind you, and if power in the back of the airplane, you're propping the back of the airplane. Your visibility, you're not looking through the prop all the time. It's just a, it's more like looking through a, like the windshield of a jet. Yeah. I mean, it does. It, it kind of has that, uh, well, that open air type of vibe to it. It looks like I, I'm anxious to fly in one of these things. Are is they, are they as fun as they look to, uh, as they look and appear that they would be? Are they, are they that much fun to fly? What do you think? They're, they're so much fun to fly, but I got a better deal yet. Why don't you come down for a demo flight and Sebastian, we'll get you up in an airplane and see for yourself. I love this. I, you know, this guy, he serves up margaritas. He invites you in an airplane. It doesn't get much better. Dennis, will you just go ahead and trade your money in and get one of these and we'll fly this instead. What do you think? Mm, I don't know. I, the Mooney's already paid for and it's in the garage. I'd have to build a velocity. Because I'd want it built my way. I wouldn't want to just, you know, buy a used one. I think I'd want to deck it out and customize it. Well, so. that's right. Yeah, you, these are kit planes, which means you have to to build them yourself, or Velocity will help you. And that's how most people do it, right? They go to the facility there in Sebastian, and yeah, they, uh, and you help them. Right, yeah, they come right on down to Velocity, and they'll they'll either come down in their RV and and camp down there or it'll run a house nearby and they'll build the airplane. One nice thing about the hangar, if you're a builder, 
the hangar is open basically 24 7, 365. If you, you can drive from your hotel room or your RV, and uh, if you want to work on your airplane at 2 in the morning or, or Sunday morning at 8 a.m. In, in your pajamas, you can come and work on the airplane. How about and that? Then, and Dennis brought up a good point. You want to build it yourself, which is nice. You can choose what kind of engine you want. You can come up with a Lycoming or a Continental. And when it comes to avionics, I know Dennis is a big fan of Avidyne, and you can mm-hmm. load up your airplane with all your Avidyne uh, navigation equipment on there, or, or you can put Garmin or, or anybody you want in it. it. It's your airplane. You design it. You no put, limits. Yeah, you, you put it in, uh, put whatever you want in this thing. So it's, I'll tell you what, it sounds real appealing, other than the fact that I have to build some of it. But we'll figure that out next. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Captain, cabin's ready and doors are closed. All right, gentlemen, it's time to get high. And also fly this old bird. Just a little captain's joke. I never get high when I'm flying unless I mistime the edible. Another captain's joke. <laughs> <laughs> This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis and our special guest, Tom, who is, uh, well, he's a pilot and flight instructor, test pilot for Velocity Aircraft in Sebastian, Florida. Look him up online. Google it. Velocity Aircraft will pop up. They got uh, the engine in the back, canard on the front, a bubble uh, that you kind of sit under and feel like a fighter jet kind of flying pilot guiding. It's just crazy. And then you build it yourself. You know, that he had all of this. Uh, they, they totally had me sold until they said, uh, wait, you got to build this. I'm like, what? Like, do you know me? I mean, Tom, you've been listening to Just Plain Radio for a while, so you know that I'm not exactly mechanically inclined. So I'm going to need all the help I can get. But you're willing to supply that part if I were to go down this road? Or what do you think? Yeah, Greg, you, you don't have, we get people coming down there with, uh, no real mechanical background. Sounds like Matter me. Fact, yep. <laughs> no, we have actually we have one guy named Mark. He's he's an attorney up in uh, Philadelphia. Not really much of a mechanical background. He's actually built two velocities. Wow. He, he built a standard edition one, and then he realized that he needed more room, and he actually built the second one. And they're both flying. They're uh, the first one is still flying today, and the second one. Uh, yeah, it's flying. It's up in Philadelphia right now. Matter of fact, I'll be flying up there in a couple of weeks to go see him. Uh, my home, my old stomping ground. But no, we get people coming down there from uh, from attorneys and uh, school teachers, retired airline pilots, you know, like myself. Uh, any all walks of life. And by the time you get that airplane built, you have learned so many different skills. Uh, yeah. working on well, for what it's worth, I, I built a model airplanes when I was a kid. Is it that it's just like that as a, as an adult? Uh, just well, there's a lot more riding on it, I guess. But but uh, but you guys kind of take us by the hand and uh, make that possible. And, and I would imagine we've talked about this on the air before these kit plane processes. And I I, I thought that 
even somebody like me who i know would be uh, i would be challenged but it would almost force you to learn stuff about your aircraft that you really should know anyway is that a fair assumption or, or what do you think tom that's a great assumption because it's true you'll know the airplane inside and out and it and actually uh you got to give yourself credit. You've worked, you know, with your other program, you've worked on boats and, you know, composite fiberglass. Right. And that's what the velocity is made out of. You can do the velocity work yourself. You can do the sanding, priming, uh, laminating. It's just like working on a boat. It's actually easier. Mm. So you give yourself more credit there, Greg. I'll bet you could build an airplane and you'd have a lot of fun doing it. Well, for what it's worth, I would never build my own boat either. <laughs> I'd, I'd hand that <laughs> off to one of the other crew members. But uh, but this is interesting, and I do see some value uh, for doing that for sure. And yeah, that's the other thing. This velocity aircraft—they're fiberglass and not a, you know aircraft aluminum, so they're a different uh, type of aircraft like that as well. So you just learn all these this stuff that uh, would just make you a better pilot. I have no question about that. I will say that if I were to go down this flight path and and do this, and then say, hey, I built this airplane, nobody would fly with me. So I got to come up with a better, better uh, thing than that to my friends and family because I, I just know them too well. You hear what I'm saying, Tom? I hear what you're saying. But again, at Velocity, we have a program called the Builder Assess. Yeah. And we're there to, to hold your hand for you from the very beginning, from the layup to the fuselage to your wings. To, we have guys helping you put in the avionics, and we have mechanics there to help you with the engines. That's a very, very fun process. We, I've never come across a builder yet that, has regret building one of these airplanes. They all love it. And like I said, some will come back to build their second one. It's, it is so enjoyable. Well, there you go. It does sound like a lot of fun. Dennis, have you been tempted to do anything like this? I mean, maybe that's what you need to do is just you keep your plane you have now, but then start this new project. I don't think that that hasn't crossed my mind. You know, yeah. living in an air park community, we drive down the taxiways. How many airplanes did you see in it being built in the open hangars when we were driving around here? Right. I, th- I think it's like half of the hangars have got an, a Vans RV project or a uh, welded, you know, tube and fabric airplane in some phase of construction. In fact, I think we have a twin velocity that's being built in one of the hangars here in the neighborhood. So really, yeah. And yeah. that that's like the cream of the crop for velocity. There's one that's a twin. Is that the biggest one that you guys have right now, Tom? Yeah, we have a twin velocity and actually we have a prototype called an XLG, an extra large one, a six seater. And that's in the process of being developed right now. And we're looking at different power sources for it. Uh, and actually that brings up another good point. You know, the, Traditional engines are like Coming and Continental. They're basically 70-year-old engines, and the technology hasn't kept up with the engine uh, development. But being at Sun and Thunder Week, there are some great innovative engines coming up. Like One of them that we're really looking at is was a, two, a two-stroke diesel engine. That, that looks like it, uh, it's a Japanese-made diesel. Wow. That thing is going to be phenomenal if that comes to be. They say it's going to be flying by the time Oshkosh comes about, so we're looking at that uh with uh, cross fingers, and hopefully that'll be an option on our table here shortly. Well, and the advantage to that would be what easier fuel to uh, burn or get access to, and cheaper to operate because of that diesel, or what? Oh yeah, a diesel a diesel engine. Uh, gosh, you could burn you could burn jet A fuel in there. You could burn mm-hmm. number two home heating oil on there. You could burn kerosene in there. Plus, diesel fuel or that type of fuel is available throughout the whole world. Right. Um, and it's very uh, inexpensive compared to 100 low lead. If you go to Europe, you're talking 8 to $10 a gallon for 100 low lead fuel. 
if even if it's available, where diesel, you know, diesel, you can just go to your friendly neighborhood gas station and then pick up diesel to power up your airplane or home number two home eating or, or kerosene. That's the advantage of a diesel engine. Yeah, yeah, you got to be careful how you phrase that. Hey, what do you fuel your plane with? Number two? Uh, that I don't think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The non-aviation uh, public are not going to be fans, but <laughs> yeah, just trying to save the planet. Come on. Cut me some slack. All right. Uh, look, Dennis, what do you think? Uh, th- that is cool. I mean, I, th- I think uh, you should get one because you don't want me to build a plane, do you? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, but uh, if you did this, uh, would you get uh, extra wings credit like you did a couple weeks ago listening to Just Plane Radio? Would you get wings well, credit for making your own aircraft? You know, you probably would because of all the seminars and education things that you're going to wind up doing along the way as you pick up new skills. You might wind up sitting in on a seminar at a at Sun and Fun on how to, you know, uh, how to deburr and uh, pound rivets if you're building an aluminum airframe or how to how to do fabric techniques. I mean, I saw several tents and uh, different exhibits going on teaching a lot of the skills that you need to build your own plane. So certainly you could get credit for that. But probably more importantly, you'd be building hours and experience towards getting something like an A&P rating because the hours that you spend building your airplane is time spent working on an airplane, which is what the FAA would require for you to get an A&P certificate. Well, there you go. And, of course, what we're talking about the WINGS credit that the FAA is uh, putting out now. We, we did a thing with them a couple weeks ago. And actually, if you listen to that show, you get WINGS credit. Uh, we had a huge response. Very nice that uh, people are taking advantage of it. And the fact that they uh, gave credit to folks for just putting up with our nonsense for a couple of, you know, for an hour or so is pretty amazing. And uh, I don't know, you got a few people you want to at least give a little shout out, right? Well, I wanted to shout out to Scott Fowler in uh, the Tampa Bay area because he was the first listener to reach out to me requesting credit for listening to the show. And I was impressed. It was within four hours of airtime that I was already starting to get uh, emails in my inbox requesting those uh, uh, wings credits to be applied. And so my apologies to some people that it took a little bit longer, but I was trying to get internet out at Sun and Fun uh, to be able to log into the FAA website to give you that credit. But mm-hmm. everybody that uh, that contacted me through the official channel uh did get credit applied there and you if go. you didn't you can still reach out to me i can retroactively uh, grant you that credit yeah even tom was gonna uh, do this he hadn't done it yet because he was too busy making us margaritas there at uh sun and fun right tom that's right <laughs> so and they were really good margaritas so you're give them extra credit for that because they were tasty uh, you can do that right dennis I'll find an area of knowledge that that's got credit for. There you go, as you should. All right, well, on that note, wow, I'm getting thirsty. Uh, We'll wrap it up. Till next week, remember, there's no better high than learning to fly. Fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the Information Super Skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. (laughs) 
Listen up, everybody. I have some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com. 